When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Let me preface today's little rant. I guess it'll be a rant because that's what they always end up being. <laughs> it'll be a rant. Uh, and I'm telling you that I have no real axe to grind within the hobby. Sadly to some of you, I will come across as judgmental at times, without a doubt, although it's not really my intention. My intent is to drag out into the light um, an issue that I feel impacts the hobby negatively and could even undermine the whole damn thing if left unchecked. Look, as a lover of the hobby, fresh salt and everything in between, and as a rather outspoken proponent and yeah, armchair critic on the culture of the aquarium hobby, I just felt that it's appropriate to air it out a bit, perhaps promoting some discussion. Part of this was initiated by a very strong criticism I heard recently from a hobbyist uh, of what he called the stagnant and out-of-touch freshwater aquarium world. So there might be just a bit of angst in there. As a, a guy who straddles both sides, I feel I'm in a really good position to sort of comment back on that, to clap back or whatever you want to call it. The other part of the inspiration was prompted by simply observing trends and relating to some recent happenings within the aquarium hobby. Like many of you more experienced hobbyists, I spend a fair amount of my time, and happily so, I might add, offering advice to newer hobbyists. It's rewarding. It's a time-honored tradition in our hobby, passing on that hard-earned knowledge from one generation to the next, and it's a key part of our culture. Many new hobbyists are understandably eager to embark on their new aquarium adventures, fueled by that enthusiasm that comes from being exposed to all this exciting aquatic stuff and everything it has to offer. It's our responsibility and our honor to share this knowledge with others so that they may continue to explore, to develop, to learn, and then ultimately share with others their body of work in the hobby over time. It's very cool. It's a continuous cycle. And the overtime thing is what kind of gets me going. Of late, I've spoken with several new hobbyists who were primarily looking for hacks, you know, shortcuts, ways to go from zero to 100 in just a few weeks. They wanted a complete aquarium system you know, planted uh, embuna, blackwater, whatever, botanical method, whatever. In these instances, without being bothered by what some, some of them, you know, to me, chillingly referred to as non-essentials. Yeah, the term non-essential stuff came up in one form or another during the conversation with at least three of these people. Non-essential? I was like, what does that fucking mean? Seriously, what's a non-essential element in establishing and managing an aquarium that's designed to keep living organisms for the rest of their lives. To them, it was everything not tied towards building the damn thing, making it look cool or whatever, and accumulating all the gear that they needed to get to the finished product at all costs. You know, stuff like considering the more, the more specific long-term needs of the, of the fishes that they're going to be keeping. You know, non-essential stuff like that. I realized I've seen this attitude before in recent years. 
And again, I'm going to tell you, it's not everybody. It's a small but unfortunately highly visible minority thanks to the effectiveness of social media in today's world. And it highlights a trend that's a bit, I don't know, chilling if you look at it objectively. I'm somewhat astounded by the lack of one simple thing in the hobby, patience. Is our time so valuable that we can't even wait for natural processes to play out so that we have a finished aquarium? I'm not even exactly sure what that means anyways, but like, can an aquarium ever be finished? Anyway, in some corners, we seem to value the shortcuts to get us to some destination more than we do the acquisition of the knowledge, the experience, or even the wisdom to get there. Not to pick on anyone, well, okay, maybe just a bit, but three of these individuals came from, unfortunately, my side, the reef side of the hobby. And as someone who spent many, many years in that sector on both the hobby and business sides, I can tell you that the lack of patience and the desire to hack shortcuts or solve problems that we've created, of course, with shortcuts is pervasive in some parts of that part of the hobby and in the freshwater world for that matter too. And it's influenced the culture more than some would care to admit. Now argue if you want, but it's true in my opinion. Look at many of the most popular developments in the reef world over the years. A huge chunk of them are for all sorts of new gadgets and tech, you know, pumps, lighting systems, etc. That's very, very cool. It's important. It's all designed to make life easier for the reefer, helping us accomplish more with greater ease and less expense and energy consumption. They are, I believe, intended to help hobbyists solve real-world problems. Hobbyists who understand the fundamentals of aquatic husbandry and who could benefit from advances in equipment that makes some things easier. Yet, a small and rather vocal minority within that community leaves you with this nagging feeling that the hobby is evolving towards just accumulating gear to get all that shit done. That kind of thing. As opposed to learning and practicing the art. People want these, these shortcuts, these hacks that speed things up, that bypass the learning curve to some extent and arrive at the desired results far more quickly without needing to really understand the process. I get that impression because you see it on social media. You see it in the way things are presented. We've talked about this before, about content creators covering only the most vapid or shallow aspects of something, glossing over the details and the knowledge because, you know, it's not their jam and they don't want to, they don't really want to present that stuff. Problem is no one's left to present it. And we see this creeping into some parts of the freshwater world too. Let me just backtrack to the reef world uh, uh, for a second. One of the things I've seen recently is a lot of discussion about adding bacteria to the aquarium to counteract, you know, certain things that are going on and the necessity to do this. And I'm thinking, why do we have to add bacteria to a system that's established that has bacteria in it everywhere in the system? Unless it's for a very specific purpose, the, the idea of having to dose bacteria to, you know, create a better ecosystem in your reef tank or whatever doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Corals provide all the bacteria that you need. It's very strange. And I see this a lot. And I see this sort of, again, creeping into the freshwater world. For example, a lot of you know, planet tank people will rightfully use CO2 systems and other gear to put in the nutrients and stuff to grow their plants. It's a lot to learn. A newbie, as any planted tank person will tell you, needs to understand just what his or her plants need and why they need them, not to mention how much and how often. And they have to understand the gear, how it's put together, how it works, what it's intended to do. These are things that are learned beyond the instruction sheets that come with the gadget. You need to understand plants. You need to know the game. 
takes a little time, a little education, even some experience. Yet increasingly, you see on the forums those who simply think that buying all the expensive name brand gear will help them circumvent the acquisition of knowledge and the experience and simply achieve the result. You know, just throw some money at the problem and it takes care of itself. Eesh. Patience. We all need patience. Now, look, there's some of you who are going to come back with, come on, Scott, lighten up. You're way too judgmental on this. People should enjoy the hobby the way they want to. There's no rules that govern how people engage in the hobby. What are you afraid of technology? I've heard this stuff before. And of course, my answer is a resounding, look, I agree. People should enjoy the hobby the way they want to. And no, I'm not afraid of technology. Just look at my fucking reef tank. <laughs> That's not the point. The point here is that using the technology as a shortcut or a metaphorical crutch without having an understanding of the basics of the aquarium hobby and basics of ecology is not a recipe for long-term hobby success. And the work of these people is being held as aspirational because they drop some big money on a problem. I've seen a lot of people, especially again, unfortunately I'm picking on the reef world, but not trying to intentionally. It's just what comes to mind. You see a lot of these build threads where people spend enormous amounts of money on their, on their tanks and they don't, honestly just don't seem to know what the hell they're doing. It's sad. And it hurts everyone eventually, whether we see it immediately or not. Sure, it'll sell a lot of gear in the short term and, and throw a lot of money into the aquatic industry ecosystem for a while, but it's not a recipe to build long-term hobbyists. When a hobbyist fails and leaves the hobby, as many do, even those who spend a ton of money <laughs> It hurts everyone. It hurts the hobbyist who feels somehow cheated and passes on a myth that aquariums are tough to maintain. It hurts the industry because it's one less hobbyist who will spend a lifetime buying things for his or her favorite hobby. It hurts the hobby because it's one less individual who can help others by sharing his or her experiences. And most important, it hurts the, the animals that we keep, that we love, lost to simple impatience because fundamental skills were sacrificed at the expense of some pricey gear and splashy ideas intended to circumvent the learning curve that is simply part of the game. Look, it's easy to paint this seemingly negative picture when you see what's happening. I was talking to a friend not long ago and we were sort of pondering the current state of the hobby. We both come from diverse hobby backgrounds, most recently spending a lot of time in the reef world, arguably the glamour section of the hobby or whatever. But it's a sector that seems to have almost cultivated a strange sort of disregard in some areas for learning the hobby in favor of just accumulating stuff. Now, we both still love the reef world, and I can look at it pretty objectively, or I try to anyway. And it, when I fell in love with freshwater again, I started noticing the obvious cultural similarities and differences. And yet, my friend and I couldn't help but make an obvious observation that shows a strange contrast. If you go on a reef hobby forum, you'll see tank build threads like you do in freshwater forums, but the reef one will be titled something like, you know, Joe's 54 gallon starfire rimless corner reef tank. It will typically start with a picture of some nameless hobbyist reef aquarium in some corner of the world as inspiration filled with absurdly expensive equipment and pricey rear corals and gear and all that kind of stuff. Then the thread will feature a discussion and pictures of the numerous high-priced pieces of equipment, DC pumps, reactors, over-the-top LED lighting system, dosing and monitoring systems, all that stuff, you know, gray, Schedule 40 PC, PVC fittings with orange handles and monitors and all that stuff as they're acquired. Eventually, you'll start seeing a progress on the build, you know, nice plumbing work, a beautiful stand, 
all this, you know, testing and monitoring equipment installed. But rarely is a game plan discussed. It's all about speed, getting to the finished product by any means, quickly. Eventually, some rock is placed in the tank, and typically, uh, you know, a fish or two, followed by lots of corals. You know, and again, expensive corals usually, and trying to fill the tank as quickly as possible. Now, look, there's some very good reasons to put a lot of coral in a tank all at once. You absolutely can do this. Corals are self-acclimating organisms, as we've talked about before. And there's no problem to establish a reef tank by dumping a ton of coral in at one time. There just isn't. Um, but unfortunately, we've sort of enabled a lot of these stupid practices along the way of, you know, accumulating the gear and all this stuff by ooing and eyeing and asking questions like, how do you like the, you know, Ocean Masher 700 DC pump? Was it worth the price? Or with statements like, wow, when I pay off my college loans, I'm going to get a tank like yours one day. Or treating these tank builds as aspirational, despite the obvious lack of a foundation that they're built upon, is crazy. Like, rarely do you see questions like, what corals do you plan on putting into the, the, the tank? Are you trying to replicate a reef crest environment or a lagoon? Or even, how do you plan on curbing the aggression of your euphilia with all those acropora mounted so close on the same rock? Or, you know, stuff like that. You know, critical stuff that you want to think about before spending, you know, $25,000 or so on an aquarium. The guy's being hailed as some sort of a hero because he spends an audacious amount of money on his tank. It's weird in my opinion. Asking questions or making gentle, useful suggestions which can help prevent disaster is not arrogant, it's not judgmental or unkind. It's responsible, it's compassionate, and it's actually the right thing to do. And then in a number of these cases, something bad inevitably happens during the process. An algae issue, a disease problems, dinoflagellates, whatever, some typical problem that you'd expect to occur in a new tank, or especially when lack of understanding, poor planning, and disregard for procedure kind of meet to make the perfect storm. Again, in an almost sadly predictable scenario, you'll see this play out in these forums. Frantic pictures of the hastily assembled hospital tanks, algicide or pest eradication equipment acquisitions are shown along with what amounts to shockingly beginner-like questions on what could have happened as to how to fix the problem. The aquarist will typically chalk it up to something like bad salt or this gear didn't work right or poor quality fish from the local fish store, bad advice, anything but the folly of starting a tank with a five-figure budget, a lack of education on the basics of aquarium husbandry, little experience, and even less common sense. And worst of all, often the high-octane hero sort of fades away. Ouch. Now, the typical freshwater build thread, by contrast, typically will have a title like Jane's 75-gallon Rio Tapajos-themed cichlid tank. The thread often starts with a picture of a fish, a plant, or better yet, a photo of the natural habitat that provides inspiration, followed by detailed discussions of the fishes that are going to be kept in the system, the environmental parameters, how they're going to be maintained, and that also makes a fair amount of the introductory portion of the thread. Later, the hobbyist spends maybe five or six entries talking about the tank and its equipment. Thereafter, it's usually about how the tank establishes, how it cycles, how the animals are added. Progress pictures can take months, but typically show great attention being paid to the animals in the overall environment. The emphasis is typically on the art, not just the gear. Look, it's not all unicorns and beanie babies here in the freshwater world with everybody nice and perfect and cool and patient. And not every reefer who spends a ton of money on his or her tank is a 
freaking fool following a predictable path to failure. We've all seen examples of ill-conceived expensive freshwater tanks too. I know I've, I've had to witness a few of them. However, the apparent brazen disregard for the basics of aquarium practice that's evident so often in the high-octane reef build threads is often tempered by a surprisingly large amount of support and constructive criticism from the community during the process, often mitigating some of the potentially sad consequences of attempting to flaunt the fundamentals of aquarium practice. Maybe 100 plus years of aquarium hobby practice makes a difference. There is a palpable cultural difference between you know the reef world and the freshwater world. Of course, there are thousands of amazingly talented, supportive, highly enthusiastic reefers out there with beautiful tanks, yeah, some even packed with really expensive gear, who enjoy tremendous success and take great care of their animals. These hobbyists, who comprise the majority of the hobbyists out there, know and practice the fundamentals, preach it to others, and deploy a huge amount of patience along the way. Unfortunately, as in so many things, the louder, more spectacular minority of people, things, and ideas get the majority of exposure. A few bad apples spoil the thing, right? The danger of this complete lack of understanding and patience is that it contaminates our hobby thinking. And if enough people fail, the hobby slowly dies. Or worse yet, these failures add fuel to the fire of, you know, detractors, the eco-warriors, you know, spectacular animal killing failures and the negativity that's perpetuated by people who experience them simply confirm the fears and misinterpretations of the critics who would love to see the aquarium hobby just go away. Thanks a lot, fucking Nemo. <laughs> right? I'm sure that my assessment of this trend that's emerged from the reef world is probably not going to endear me to some of my reef keeping buddies and peers. Some people will say I'm overreacting alarmist. Some people say I'm woefully out of date on my thought. I'm not. I understand that. I respectfully, you know, respectfully disagree. Some people, you know, don't, don't get this. Yet it's my opinion that we can do some positive stuff here to stop it. I'm not trying to create a divide between these two interdependent hobby worlds, asserting that all reefers are superficial Silicon Valley and rich techno nerds, and that all freshwater hobbyists are perfectly manicured experts and throwbacks to a gentler, kinder time. However, of late, seeing this regrettable and all too familiar now, now, now attitude seeping into the rapidly evolving freshwater culture is a real red flag that I have to point out. Somebody has to, and it might as well be me. I'm not afraid to take the heat, and I want to be on the right side of history, right? It needs to stop in the reef world, and it needs to be thwarted in the freshwater world. Look, it's not like either side of the hobby is in danger of an imminent massive collapse. It's just that a shift towards a more superficial understanding of fundamental hobby principles is something that will, ironically, set us back. Hobby, you know, thought leaders, fresh salt and everything in between, hobby thought leaders have a responsibility to continue to preach patience and education, lest we endanger the very hobby that we love so much by embracing this impatient, I can solve it with a piece of gear attitude. There's so much good stuff happening and so much good stuff already going on on the reef side and the freshwater side. It can't be drowned out by a few loud yet preventable failures. We're so much better than this. We can't be that easily impressed. Expensive toys only get you so far without understanding of the fundamentals and the patience that you need to learn along the way. It's remarkably easy to combat this stuff too. The best way is to simply provide constructive criticism and friendly supportive assistance when you're prompted. If you see somebody headed towards the inevitable disaster, 
gently but firmly point out why and offer ways to circumvent it constructively. Don't just regurgitate stuff that you've heard online or whatever. Offer actionable advice based on your personal experiences and observations. Positive, affirming observations and gestures go a long way. We do this a lot already. We just need to do it more and more and louder on both sides of the salinity line. We need to preach the one fundamental skill for which there's no hack. Patience. Patience. Focus on patience, responsibility, and the acquisition of basic aquarium fundamentals. The real values that the hobby cherishes. Honor them. Hold them up. Scream them from the highest mountain. Teach them tirelessly to newcomers in the hobby. Stay vigilant. Stay persistent. Stay curious. Stay calm. Stay supportive. Stay patient. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me and listening to my rant. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the tin.